them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Um, we've been talking, we've been chilling, uh, doing whatever we do on the daily. I don't even know about all that. We've just been talking about life in general. But now, we got to talk about some games. That's what we're here for. That's what y'all came to see. That's what y'all want to hear about. But we got a few topics. I mean, it's the end of the year, so we're going to try to do something around that, uh, around the spirit of the new year. Is um, looking back at what everything that has come out, give it a grade at least. Like, take a look at it, see how, how it's shaped up, and what to expect in the new year. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of other things as well. But before we start... As usual, Jalen, Josh, how y'all doing? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Doing well, good. <laughs> it's uh end of the year. You know, it's been. Um, I think we all been through a lot, like working and stuff with family throughout the year. But thankful that we, you know, made it to the end of the year. Everybody seemed happy and healthy. Yes, Lord. Um, yes, Lord. Yeah, I've been. I had a, a quiet holiday myself, but uh, it's been a, a good season. It's good to have some uh, some time off. So, yeah, I'm just just thankful. Uh, about you, Jalen? You sound like Marshawn Lynch, man. You thankful, huh? About this one. <laughs> uh, well, I will be doing a little bit better if it wasn't one thirty eight Eastern Time AM. Um, <laughs> You know, I had a little more energy. I'm gonna try to roll it up for y'all. But nah, man. I mean, I've been cool. It's a, you know, it's a good holiday. Um, I wish it was a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. This Christmas seemed a little bit different, but I am getting older and stuff like that too. So, um, you know, just trying to take that into consideration. Uh, trying to be a little bit more festive, stuff like that. Um, I do gotta say, I'm a little bit annoyed that a whole bunch of people around me getting sick with this uh, freaking COVID uh, Omarion or Obi-Wan or whatever variant you want to call it. You talk about I'm that like, Optimus Prime? <laughs> that Optimus Prime, man. I'm like, bro, I'm on break. Y'all not supposed to be sick. I got, I'm trying to hang with people. And they be like, yeah, man. Omarion got me. Like, I got an ice box. I'm like, bro. Dog. Yeah, yeah, the man. Decepticons, though, bro. Megatron and all them, you know what I'm saying? But um, CDC wore the thing to, what, five days and stuff? I'm like, bro, I don't even care about this virus no more. This junk is a whole common code. It's a whole joke. I don't even care no more, bro. Boosters, uh, choosers, anti-vaxxers, vaxxers, you oh, name it. It don't God. matter. I'm just like, bro. Yeah. You better watch out. Porygon 2 going to get you. You're going to have that doobie turning to Porygon Z. Oh, um, my God. But no, I mean it's it's been straight, man. I've been staying safe and stuff like that. Uh, been cool. A couple of my friends got the COVID nineteen, the Mario or Icebox variant. So, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, everything's straight. Yeah, man. It's been um, it has been crazy. I know my whole family got hit. Uh, they had a sleeper agent and uh, um, our uh, <laughs> niece. She was like, she was, she was passing out that COVID nineteen. I said, yo, everybody now, everybody got hit. 
They said, go get Chad. I said, ooh, I'm so glad I skipped the festivities this year. <laughs> and so my brother had it. My sister, uh, my other brother, uh, Cameron, had it. My nephew, uh, my niece had it, of course. Um, they were around my grandma and my mom. They haven't even got tested yet. Hopefully they don't have it. Um, but they do. They both went and got their boosters as well as their regular shot. And let me tell you, that booster put me on my back, bro. I said, oh, my God, what is in this thing? That junk uh, had me hurting. I was I was weak. And, um, yeah. Anyways, that booster, that boy, that mug, that mug definitely take you down and lift you back up. But hopefully, you know, with those, with those preventative measures, ain't nobody going, you know, um, my grandma and my mom, at least, they are individuals that do believe the vaccine is helpful. And they have taken it. And I think they also have gotten their booster outside of my mom. I think my grandma did get her booster shot. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, you know, scary as usual. But hopefully it's becoming more of a, again, as, he, as you stated, more of a mild cold, mild flu than a um than a full-on attack on your on your on your you know systems now at least when people have either had it before or either have had a had the vaccine you know for some reason it's not as deadly as it was before it was obviously as a variant of the previous one so a lot of people are getting it and the only reason that they're either people are not you know being able to fight it because they never had it before and they didn't get vaccinated or they can't get into a hospital because of um, over, you know, they they're just, they just overrun right now. So those are unfortunate cases, but um, we're just hoping everybody stays safe. And um, yeah, but that is my extent with the COVID-19 uh, that happened over the holiday season. I was like... I got my babies on the way, you know, my babies, they, well, they here now. Uh, so I was like, nah, we, we, it was, it was a whole thing anyway. So yeah, no, thank you. And <laughs> it was funny cause my sister, she was like, uh, her, when they were talking to everybody, my, uh, brother's baby mom, uh, was like, yeah, I got a non-contagious flu. She was like, non-contagious? So she ain't even going. And it turns out that, that I told you they were sleeper agents. That was Izzy Mama. So I was like, Izzy, where you getting from? Uh, man, so that they, they had uh, sleeper agents over there, man. But they were still, like I said, everybody's recovering well. They, they're all past it now. Um, so that's the good thing. I can laugh about it now, but, uh, yeah, um, what was, what was some things y'all did now, I guess, over this time, yeah, anything game related, I know I was playing Tales of Arise, which is pretty good, um, get combat-wise, story is okay, hopefully it gets better, I'm on the third, um, world or whatever, or area, uh, Anything gaming related y'all been doing this past couple of days? This over the holiday, any festive gaming? Any any uh, what you call it? Any uh, 
You, did you get a did you get a second controller, Jalen? Did you did you allow your um, brothers to play? <laughs> the last time we talked, they was they was frustrated because you only had one controller because you only play one player games. I'm not gonna get another controller because he said so. <laughs> so, no, that's a, so that's a no. Okay, that's a no. That's a strong negative. I'm like, bro, what I look like buying a whole controller for a game that's not even two player. Like, make it make sense, bro. Man, that's um, where you buy games that's two players. So, so when that situation occurs, you have games that, that two people can play, man. That's all. No. You, you know, ain't got to be that. You ain't got to be that strong with it. You just said, "Nah, man, I ain't got to that, and I don't think it's, it's necessary." Is that? Man, that's a negative. I ain't buying nothing off what he said. <laughs> 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 a little strong, don't you think? <laughs> that's funny though. All right, uh, what about you, uh, Josh? Anything you've been playing over the festivity season? Uh. Not really, because I um, Halo came out earlier this month, and uh, I finished the campaign probably a little bit before Christmas, mm-hmm. and pretty much since then I've just been um, chilling, watching TV. Actually, y'all know how I feel about TV, <laughs> wasting my time. But oh man, but I seen the final episode. Yeah, I I know. <laughs> They, they, they were scrapping that other episode. I was like, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> what final episode? What y'all talking about? He talking about Insecure. Oh. Like uh, last episode. I was uh, like, squirrel. Swing on his first, so he got to read the clap, yo. <laughs> I ain't seen none of that. I ain't seen none of that. But, uh, uh, okay, he's watching some television. Yeah. I see you. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you, so you know how I feel about TV. Yeah. Television shows, you know how I feel about anime. Yeah, I'm like neither yeah. one. Yeah. However, every now and then it's it's a show that reach is my expectation. <laughs> I, well, one I watched Hawkeye because I had to watch it. It was weak, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> you can talk about Hawkeye, um, but then uh, I thought What If was really good. It, like the the middle of the season episode was really really good, and then like the the season finale was really really good. And so like I I recommended that to you before, mm-hmm. um, but I've been watching uh, Arcane on Netflix, which is the um, the League of Legends uh, related television show. And I w- I was saying to you earlier that you don't have to know anything about it because it's um. It's like a origin story for a couple of the characters, but League has like so many characters that mm-hmm. you don't have to know anything about. But it's just these handful of characters that you're gonna learn about in uh, the world that they live in, and it's it's just really good because it's like some of the best animation that is like out right now. It's 3D, but it looks uh, like perfect like okay. yeah like it looks like 2d you know how like dragon ball uh, fighters looks where it's obviously it's 3d but they do so well with blending the motion and everything that looks yeah. uh, 2d arcane is the the same situation like they they spent a whole bunch of money on it um and then the fights are all like really good it's not like anime fights but it, it's more grounded it's something like uh what you look at like John Wick and he's like, oh, he punched him and it looked like that really hurt. <laughs> that's 
that's what I got to say about the animation. The the fights yeah. and the animation looks really good. And then overall, but I think people really just like it for the story because they designed it where you don't have to know anything. It's just you gonna learn to care about these characters and the stuff they're going through. Uh, and it, I guess it's pretty, like, What If was pretty lighthearted for most of the season, except for, like, one or two episodes, whereas, like, Arcane is pretty, like, serious. Like, um, I don't want to say, like, Game of Thrones, but you expect something lighter from an animated show, but you get something more, like, adult-oriented. Um, so, which means the, the stakes are higher, so... You actually care when people are in danger. Um, okay. Okay. Interesting. 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 Um, yeah, I, I was thinking about that, and um, it's something about uh, I, I don't know. I never had a. Cause, I mean, because when you were talking about you know, you had, like nothing really, you've been playing nothing, but you had switched back to watching a little TV. I was like during the holidays. Um, there's usually like go-to stuff that I usually watch to to put me back into the holiday spirits, whether that's a movie or not. But there's never been a video game that I'll go back to and play. And I'm like, okay, I remember this, and this was this is why this was a holiday type of game, you know, like something mm -hmm. that r reminds me of memories of previous history of of holidays. Um, it just doesn't that that nothing that nothing that occurs in gaming in my opinion or do y'all see that differently do y'all have like games that you play often when you like get some time off and like during the holidays and you'd be like i just throw this back on because i used to i play i played i played it so often that it's just fun to play or whatever i don't really have anything like that but i do have movies of course but nothing like like media from regarding video games or something like that like interactive game interactive media that i go back to during holiday seasons do y'all got anything like that or yes like a holiday game not honestly not really because um like if i go back to a game it's just because i feel like i'm in the mood to play it not because it's a specific time of year yeah. and then when it just comes to like i'm gonna play this you know, for Christmas, it's probably going to be a multiplayer game where it's like, oh, I know me and the people I'm play with got time off and we can play, we chill out before everybody go do their holiday thing. But, um, yeah, okay. yeah. Not, not really. Um, yeah, I never, I never thought about it until I was like, well, that's interesting. It's like, this is a more engaging, um, type of like most of the time, um, I, I guess I pull out the Oculus if I was to go meet up with family. And, and yeah, like, probably more family I, games. Yeah, I pull out that and say, okay, I know for a fact they gonna get some enjoyment out of this, and we can have some fun just playing this and watching them freak out about the virtual reality. So those are things that I would, you know, per entertain or bring with me if I'm gonna play something. Um, you're right in regards to like Mario Party or something like that. I would take that or if I was playing like Smash Bros, if I was playing something that we all knew everybody was going to want to play, 
uh, take something like that. But then nothing like really holiday oriented that's like been sustained that this is the game you need to play during the holidays or anything for that matter. I don't know if there's ever been like something like that where people would always go back to to play in that way. Hmm. That's interesting because I would with a lot of games that have come out you would think something would stand out as a game that's like that stand the test of time or whatever or would be like attached to a certain time of the year. Like there's scary yeah. games or whatever and there's but not really. There's nothing that really attaches to a certain particular year or a certain particular time of year or a feeling per se is more about yeah, not it's nothing like yeah, that. Probably board games. And They're if, more suited for the yeah, the, uh, seasonal um, attack, like uh, like feeling and like that 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 holiday spirit type thing. Yeah, yeah I guess um, it's just interesting that no media like, like that has captured that type of. I remember the last thing that I remember playing, and I was like, "This would be fun to play during holidays." Was Day Rising for you're just running around and Santa hats and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just goofy fun. But yeah, I was thinking about that and I was like, hmm. Like I go back and watch movies. I go um certain movies I watch, like I'm I'm always gonna watch some stupid romance movie. That's about that's Christmas. Um, that's just driven into Christmas. I think last year it was last Christmas I watched that, and then this year it was like uh, the Christmas. It was something on Netflix. It was terrible, but I watched it, and um, it, it. I guess I usually go back to something of that nature, or at least, if not that, it'll be a movie that is in that realm of Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe that's where you just get your fix for for like getting you into that mood or whatever. But I just never. I, I thought I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I never had anything like that. But anyway, moving on. Wasn't meant to be a topic. Um, the, the What we wanted to talk about was just a layer look back at the, uh, basically a year look back. Not a game of the year type deal. We was just more so, was this a good year for gaming? That is the question. Really, it's not about your game of the year. It's not really about your... Uh, I guess you got to put your biases aside. If you had a really good standout game for this year, you have to look at it in totality for all types of genres here, horror, you know, shooters, uh, RPGs, and just look at the year and say, is this objectively a good year for gaming? What pushed the envelope? What occurred and what made it a good year for gaming? Um, and, it take a little prep work, but not much for me, at least <laughs> for me, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, it was, and it wasn't at the same time. It just felt very average. Um, it wasn't dry. I didn't feel like I didn't have games to play very. Um, it was like for the first two months of the year. And then after that, it was pretty fun. It was like it shot up. Game started coming out, and it was just like a, it continued to grow. It wasn't like it was bad games. Now, the games that were coming out were all varied in different spaces, and 
they weren't 10 out of 10s per se. Nothing was like a 10 out of 10 for me. Like you had games that came out like Microsoft Simulator and Microsoft um it's like flying flying simulator. It was a great milestone to have that game running on the Xbox, but it ain't my game to play. Not something I'm fun and interested in doing, but it was a good game. So you want to take into stuff into a factor like um obviously Horizon Forza Horizon Five came later, um Halo Infinite came late. Uh I think Tales of Arise was at the beginning. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was at the beginning. Uh, Guardians came late. Riders Republic came late. Um, Far Cry Six came late. Uh, so really, you were you were banking on like Assassin's Creed Valhalla till February ish. Um, you was talking about talk about some boars, um, but. You know, you have Mario Golf, you had, you know, these are just the games I actually bought. There's plenty of games out there I did not. And um, I guess when I look at it, I can say my, I was satisfied with the games I bought. There's, but when it's, when it, when, when I have a catalog of games that I haven't beat nine times out of 10, they were sevens or eights. They weren't games that I was like dying to play. And I didn't have any of those, like, you know, the world stands stood still when Zelda came out. And then there was games like God of War. There's games like, um, even ghost people were playing the crap out of that game. Um, there's games that you can say, Yes, this definitively made the year, but it wasn't really nothing like that. It was a lot of okay games that came out to make it a collectively uh, okay, you know, year. But is was it a good year? I it's that's why I say yes and no because it's hard to say no. Um, Final Fantasy did not come out this year, correct? I'm not. I'm not mistaken nope. in that. I'm just thinking of it because I played it this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Metroid Dread came out this year. Yeah, I'm still gonna stick with yes and no. To be to be with a with a more so falling into the no because. Resident Evil, Eternal was a bore. Deathloop was really good. Monster Hunter Rise, I mean, Mass Effect. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's. <laughs> I just feel like uh, I feel like I play a lot of these games, and nothing felt like pure movie magic nothing was like god oh this is a good game it was too many misses for me it was too many things that i played and was disappointed in like the ascent like outriders like um call well call of duty came out after but i mean obviously i'm not playing that call of duty but um uh the vanguard or whatever but it was really just 
And then it, I think it was more so because Nintendo had a, well, it felt like they had a really dry, um, I don't want to just say that they had a dry year, but they had like a, uh, a year where they weren't really putting out much like super heat. And then everybody else, like the people that normally do like PlayStation, they weren't really putting out much big things. They just had a lot of good trinkets. It's like nobody wants to ever give a strong, a nasty drought. So you're going to find like these games in the middle uh, outside of the bigger games that's, that's going to keep you entertained. Like Valheim, uh, for some reason, was a major hit. I still don't get that game. I still don't get the appeal. But um, these types of games were really kind of defined um, for a while what people were playing and what people were talking about. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was good games here. I just don't think it was a great year. I just think it was an okay year. And if you liked games, you'll probably have some fun. <laughs> if you like games you'll probably have some fun uh but you won't be blown away in any category in my opinion there's no great action game that you gotta play there's no great um rpg that you gotta play there's no great sh uh shooter that you gotta play i mean the it, the, the biggest thing that probably hit the most was the was a racer and that was forza like Definitively, that's the best Forza I've ever played. and But it's Forza, and they never get nothing wrong. It's always just adding better to the better, bettering the horizon. So that would be the only game I could definitively say, like, this game is top tier regardless of what year you put it up against. Outside of, like, when Midnight Club and everything came out, they were just ahead of their time. And Midnight Club was just fire. It was always fire. So, it, I feel like when I look back at this year, I'm probably going to think about, uh, like, the steady pacing of Forza Horizon 5 and how it became to this peak. But it's not taking leaps. And it's not going crazy like you would think forza um could it's just more so about elevating your own self it's like how do you best myself it's nothing else out there that's in competition or really hard really in that same lane as forza open world concept that really can um tango with it so um yeah i mean yeah i, I uh i don't know i agree that i feel like it was a light year uh i'll say average overall because when you actually look at the releases a lot of them the first half of the year were just uh upgrades to ps5 and uh series x um yep. so a lot of companies didn't even release any new games they just you know like control they did their upgrade back in like february so mm -hmm. that was half the year uh the second half of the year was when stuff like ratchet and clank and stuff would actually drop um but even still i feel like all the games that came out this year were i don't think it was a year full of like bad games i just think that like you said it's not those world game defining defining uh video games so like if you put you know 
2021 versus 2011 what games came out i'm pretty sure like 2011 it was like oh wow this game came out this was like everybody was playing this but like this year i feel like it was probably more on like online games like maybe play people were just playing warzone and fortnite all year long and not really worried about uh you know game releases yeah it seemed like this was the year for um i guess this is the year i woke up to the real popularity of roblox and fortnite and um games that really you know siphon the pockets of the young adults in this world uh or the young children really i don't think young adults but just young children i just don't find anything that was i don't know it was too groundbreaking really the biggest thing I've noticed is just how crazy microtransactions have gotten and um, the leaps they have made to try to figure out anti-cheat systems for games that just have a rampant amount of cheaters. Uh, I, I like to look at innovative stuff and think back on the things that were very innovative. Uh, even though Destiny 2 sucked, they kind of tried to get a handle on um, how their um, online works. And it seems like the only way to get people to stop cheating on their game on your game is to make them pay to 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 make an account and and not be free to play because um it seems like nobody wants to pay five dollars or ten dollars to actually cheat they would rather just not do that and this curbs a lot of cheaters away but um yeah I mean. When I look back, I look at good games that I've played. I don't look like, I don't, it's not like memorable, like, God, that was a really good game. And that was a really cool moment. That was a fun game to play. Um, and there's plenty of, plenty of years where I can go back and say that for other stuff. So it was very, it was very mid sauce in my opinion. Uh, Y'all may, people may not feel that way. I mean, you have, uh, good games and then you just have, you know, pretty okay games. So it's not like this was a terrible year for games. It was just one of, it was just not, it was pretty boring. It was, that's what I would say. It was pretty boring. Um, it was, it was a, what you would expect. You got some Ubisoft titles. You got some remasters. You got some remakes. You got some, you know, you got some some adventure games. You got some horror games. You can play them if you want, but they're not gonna make or break you. You'll never be like, oh, I gotta play this game. It's not. It doesn't really matter. You probably find another game that does something similar to that, maybe better. You know, there's Guardians of the Galaxy, the new action adventure game. But if you really want to play a good marvel game uh with with like fighting and storyline just play spider-man it already happened so you really gotta play that i mean if you want to play guardians obviously you're playing guardians uh ratchet and clank rift apart yeah you could play rift apart but you can just play regular ratchet and clank the first one and you probably can get the same feel um and it's probably cheaper um, Psychonauts 2, same thing, Ratchet and Clank, it was, they, they were basically substitutes for each other, uh, Returnal, you can obviously play Hades, a much superior game in my opinion, 
and it was shorter. Um, Resident Evil Village, you ain't gonna top Resident Evil 4, so why even try? It's fun, but you could play Resident Evil 4. <laughs> wow, I wanna play that. I can play Resident Evil 4. Uh, then there's, I mean, Deathloop, it has a different spin, but then I was watching freaking Skill Up, and he was telling me about Moon Crash on Prey, and I'm just like, wait, this game already came out, and like, I want to play now, I want to play Moon Crash on Prey, but I don't feel like putting in the time. I guess you can buy Moon Crash on its own, and then Epic just gave it away for free, so then I was like, y'all making me want to play this game already. So, maybe it's something else I'll go back to, but I heard Deathloop basically was a rather uninteresting moon crash from prey the dlc that came out on prey uh the game from arcane studios so i don't know i mean i feel like we have substitutes halo infinite uh i have a substitute for that but halo infinite is really good too um i have a substitute for far cry 6 pretty much every last other far cry so it wasn't really like that was a big deal um yeah that's how i feel about everything really it wasn't nothing that was like irreplaceable everything was replaceable um even metroid metroid was a good game but i'm pretty sure if i wanted to play a metroid game i could find one and it'd be cheaper or i didn't have to wait for it but i don't want to substitute everything because there's some no substitutes payable for that um so i would say because it's been such a long time for a mainstream newer age metroid no don't take that away from me so i guess that is a game <laughs> that you would want to play uh but there's been plenty of mainstream resident evils there's been plenty of mainstream those you know rat it's a mainstream ratchet and clank there's a mainstream rpgs there's mainstream shooters, so it wasn't really nothing that was like, wow, I need to play this. Uh, so that was the year in a in a nutshell for me. Um, anything to add there, J Boyd? Anything you was nah, well finding over or? Man, please don't talk about Warzone. But anything <laughs> that you uh. You felt like it was even remotely interesting. I don't know. It's, it's been like a pretty pretty slow year, to be honest. But the uh, only thing damn. I remember you playing was Sonic. So mm. Yeah, I think overall, like, I mean, you, you summed it up well. Like, it wasn't no, like, groundbreaking or, like, remarkable games or anything. I mean, I ain't going to say remarkable. It wasn't nothing uh, groundbreaking. Um, you know me, I'm kind of selective on the games that I play and stuff like that. It wasn't anything that like piqued my attention and like, well, I really need to play this. I bought Sonic Generator Colors only because I simply didn't beat Sonic Colors that I had on the Wii a long time ago and people always talked about how great of a Sonic game this was, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but other than that, I mean, nah, I mean, I don't, yeah. I think Ratchet and Clank would have been cool. But you got that price tag, and I mean, it's still just Ratchet and Clank. I mean, I feel like it's only certain, so much Ratchet and Clank can do. Um, and then you have Sony doing what they do. Um, Xbox, I mean. 
you know, they ain't coming on no exclusives. <laughs> See, that's the disrespect I be talking about. You hear this, man, you hear this man, Josh? No disrespect. They not. Huh? Man, they finna come out. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. And that's why we talk about it, what we anticipating, too. They dropping straight heat, man. Stop playing with them. They bought yeah, studios. Talk about that. That's cool, too. But I'm still waiting on Scale Bomb. And I just... <laughs> hey, I'm trying to fly around my dragon, too, T. Man, I mean, they playing, bro. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Scale Bomb. Man, I don't know how they ucked all that up, dude. Man. <laughs> yeah, they talk about fumbling the bag, bro. Xbox was tragic for a little bit. They was they tragic. They knew they was going to mess that game up. They was like, look, bro, we don't even, <laughs> this ain't no shooter game. We might as well just stop right now, bro, while we ahead because we finna mess this up. <laughs> bro, that's hilarious. But, um,. Yeah, I, I just I just know I mean Xbox got a good lineup coming. I mean we could talk about it, but they have some decent games at least. Um hopefully because they bought studios. That's about it. They really just bought studios and now they got decent games. So nothing wow. coming out from them that's like um Well how do you say it? it's nothing like from them directly that we all anticipate, like uh, I think I'm pretty sure y'all gonna. Um, it, I I I have no high hopes for, uh, Fable. I, feel, I I like Playground. I hope they do a good job, but at the end of the day, it's Fable. So I'm just like, how well can you make this? Is it gonna be like something groundbreaking, or is it just gonna be a reimagination of Fable? If it's a reimagination of Fable, I don't really care. You know. So, it's not really something that I'm, like, anticipating them to have, like, super good games from their first, 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 first party studios. I know they're going to they gonna come out with something, and they're they going to come out with stuff that's decent to play. Um, I just don't go to them for innovation. They're not great at storytelling, and they're not great at innovation. Nintendo is most of the people that's great at innovation or creating something new from old stuff um sony is really good at storytelling um and then there's microsoft that's like okay at everything they they keep pushing the consumer you know aspect of everything and that's great because i never i never disagree that they have the best package period like they that's hands down there's no argument that in my opinion, there's no arguing that they have the best deal in gaming at the moment. Um, uh, and that's even without, they had the best gaming, they had the best deal in gaming without Game Pass for a while. People just didn't realize it. And then um, when they added Game Pass, it was like ridiculous. It's like, Oh my God! I get all these extra benefits too. Like man, you, you, you should have known about that a while ago. But glad you know now. You know, so there's things that you know. Um, it's things that you know that that they will always be good at. But let's see. Um, anticipating, anticipating. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. Uh. 
talk to me, talk to me, people. Talk to me. I'm talking too much. What y'all got for me? What y'all got? What y'all anticipating? <laughs> what y'all need? What y'all looking for? And we got Sonic. Man, stop talking. Oh my God. You talking about Sonic? Sonic Frontier is going to embarrass you, man. They're going to be like, they gonna, I got, I'm going to play this back. Sonic Frontier. Oh, I am a 4 out of 10, too much water. It's going to be embarrassing, bro. man. Just like you got hope for Microsoft, man. I can hope for Sonic Frontier. I don't have hope I, for Microsoft. My... I have a calculated response. I said they bought. Good studios. <laughs> I never said Microsoft had good studios because they don't know how to make games sometimes. I said a calculated response is they bought studios that actually have made games that have won rewards and have won, you know, success. There's then there's their stuff. Sonic hasn't been good in a very long time, but you still got hope. Explain that. Man, they have Sonic. They have Sonic Mania. People like Sonic Mania, but then people another like studio Sonic. by that. It's not the same people. Yeah. This is Sonic Team. This is Sonic Team. Oh, like, that's a different team. When the last good Sonic Team game? <laughs> I know you ain't gonna say uh, Rise of Lyrics. Go ahead, tell me. Sonic <laughs> Battle. Oh and what was that? Two thousand one. Yeah, it don't matter, bro. <laughs> Just know that they got a potential. It's a possibility, man. Oh my god! You said a possibility. I'm yeah, trying to get you to. Gotta I'm let them see what they do. Usually, <laughs> knock them like give them some pointers or something. He said, "Let me see what they do." All right. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, if they can make the game play fine, it might be fine. But you know, 100, percent they're about to have a trash story. With long ass unskippable cutscenes, <laughs> with a bunch of new characters, and Sonic gonna turn into a frog or some dumb shit. <laughs> I know he not, bro. I, I know he not. I he gonna turn into a frog. Nah, but I don't know. I, I see how that Sonic game come out, but um, I mean. Not necessarily exclusive. I mean, I want to see what this, uh, what the Elden Ring is going to be hitting for. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the only game I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, I mean, they got that Pokemon like Arceus game and stuff, but I still don't know about that game. Man. I don't know. Um, I just feel like Game Freak, or I don't even think Game Freak making. I think somebody else might be, or I would think I'm getting confused with uh, Brilliant Diamond. But, uh, I just don't. I don't got a lot of faith in them to making something outside of Pokemon, like the traditional uh, Pokemon. And mm-hmm. as the time we talked about it before, as time been progressing and stuff like that, um, they've been kind of lagging behind what is like graphics or like frame. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that, like pushing boundaries. They good with like making sprites, and you know they kind of they formula again to get a little dated. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Elden Ring and that was like the. Only two games that I was looking forward to. I still want to see if the Sonic game look like I'm not really looking forward to that. And then maybe we'll see if uh, if Digimon Survive actually get out of development hell because <laughs> <laughs> that might, it might be OP for that. Um, and I think that's really about it as far as like the the games. I don't think I had anything else that really came to mind. Um, I say something about Dying Light too. Uh, but I don't play that. That's a Deontay game, so. And the name coming out either. 
Man, y'all tripping, tripping. Yeah, that game coming out. That one coming out. Uh, it's gonna be a February? beautiful thing. No, it's coming February, out man. February. It's coming out like um, I think February. Yeah, you're right. February, February fourth. What I'm looking forward to and uh, anticipating the most is probably going to be um, Dying Light 2. Yeah, you I mean, you, you put a nail right on the coffin, but... Uh, you only bought Dying Light how many times? <laughs> Twice. So stop, <laughs> stop the cap, Gene. Um, I, I ain't got right for question. Man, I bought it twice. That's it. That's it. It wasn't like yeah, I was yeah. buying it all crazy, buying it on every console or nothing like that. Um, right now, it's looking to be another dry year, but we'll see. I feel like if God of War come out, Horizon, they're gonna they're gonna give that game so much praise that's gonna feel like it's a good year. But honestly. I'm talking about we got Crossfire X. We got um, Elden Ring. So really, we have some really big games, right? And I'm throwing Dying Light in two in there because that's my favorite game. So shut up. Y'all can deal with it. God of War 2. Dying Light 2. Um, Pokemon. If it's a good Pokemon game... This this will make this will make or break you know maybe if this year is like super dry or super not dry because Pokemon RPG open world is groundbreaking and if it's just as good as Breath of the Wild has a lot of you know hidden things and you can do a lot of stuff that will make that game at least become a differentiator or yeah. Uh, so it would probably help in, you know, creating this 2022 was a good year for this reason. So we'll see. I have zero hopes for it, but um, you they can surprise me. You know, they always do. Um, and we can see from there. But if Horizon um, and God of War come out swinging... And they come out swinging hard. Add it on top of that. We got a, a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 from Dying Light 2. Uh, we got a 10 out of 10 or a... Um, like, I'm cre I'm basically creating our, our, our game of the year category right now. Because if we got Dying... I'm, I'm, I'm putting Dying Light 2 in there. I'm putting Horizon. I'm putting Pokemon. I'm putting God of War. Um, and I'm putting Elden Ring. Like, uh, there's nothing else really that's like really big outside of Starfield, and we know nothing about it. So, if that game, no cap, like a really good space RPG, then you you for sure Microsoft winning. Microsoft gonna win because not only is it exclusive, it's coming still out on a PC. But it's exclusive to the Xbox. Uh, and this game is everything that the people want. You know, I still don't get the hype for Skyrim. But you, you can know for sure it's so many millions and millions of copies. 
if this has any inkling of that and it shows that type of level of change or like groundbreaking stuff then we got the probably one of the better best years in gaming since 2018 in my opinion yeah 2018 was the probably the biggest year recently not 20 yeah, 2019 no 2020 no 2018 2018 so i mean that's my opinion because uh those games would be the ones that really push the envelope i mean bayonetta 3 of course like these these sub part these these um undercutting games that uh that will lift everything else up i mean that's nice um and and then that's where you kind of Dragon Ball the Breakers is that that game y'all was talking about? That's the yeah the multiplayer horror game. Friday yeah. thirteenth or Dead by Daylight or whatever. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, yeah, I mean those are the games that I'm going to keep my eye on. Those are the games that I will hope would come out next year, and if they do, that will make that year a really big year um, for gaming. I mean, Little Devils Inside, that can be an indie sweep, because I know that game looks really cool. Um, and that could probably sweep the indie section, no problem. Uh, they they push back Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, because that don't look garbage. If that comes out shooting, then you got a Ubisoft hitter too. Redfall come out. And it's a hitter. You got another Xbox uh, exclusive. And I don't know. That would make it a good year. I, what, I mean, what y'all think? I mean, because that's, that's enough. Legend, I ain't even talking about Legend of Zelda. Because I don't think that game coming out next year. Uh, so, but that would be enough. In my opinion, mm, I'm trying to think if. If that's enough, <laughs> I think it's enough. I know if and then Suicide Squad comes out, kill the Justice League. I don't think that's coming out though. So, um, uh, so I don't want to count those. But I think God of War because it's still coming on the PS4, so they have to be done with that game. Mostly, it's not like they're pushing boundaries. They're they're remaking it. In a, in a better way and telling a better story as long as they tell a better story they win um, same thing goes for Horizon since it's coming on the Playstation I don't think they're going to be doing much to kind of they might get some give you some more hair follicles and your your your, uh, your foliage might move instead of being stiff that's about it so I don't think um, those will be hard to kind of produce um, but yeah, th those that that I mean that's how I feel about it. I, I ain't gonna keep saying the same thing over. That's how I feel. Rebuttal. Any rebuttals? Oh, no rebuttals. So, so where are we all <laughs> in agreement? Yeah, no, no rebuttals. I feel like I know y'all down on it, but from everything that people have actually played and talked about Elden Ring, I feel like it's a will probably be the one of the better releases. I don't know if it's like game or anything like that, because like the story might not be interesting at all. But 
as far as like the game and the world, it seems like it's a really good improvement on what they've made before. Um, and I guess we'll just see when we play it, but uh, I don't think there's anything they can show at this point that would like make you hype for it, which is fine. You don't have to hype for it. Um, I- I'm just ready to play it because I'm ready for Dark Souls 2 Part 2. <laughs> um mm. And then otherwise, yeah, Horizon, I ain't going to play it. <laughs> uh, God of War, probably ain't going to play it. Pokemon, uh, I don't care about this one, unfortunately. Like, I, it seemed like a good idea, but I don't, nothing they showed me has been interesting. I feel like at this point, there are so many other Pokemon like games that are way better than Pokemon. Like, I'd rather uh, what, Digimon Cyber Sleuth 3 than a new Pokemon game at this point. Um, or even the uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 came out and it's literally just a Pokemon game and has like way better graphics and it has a story. So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> game Freak just trash. Um, yeah. And, and I feel like they're trash because they're not Nintendo. It's Game Freak. If it was Nintendo, they actually worked with them. It, <laughs> Nintendo would upgrade them and they'd actually be coming out with some fire, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, Suicide Squad, I, th- I thought it looked good. I guess, I don't know if it'll actually be like blow me away, but I feel like it'll, it'll be a fun little 10 hour game. So, uh, Wait to see what that looked like. Uh, Gotham Knights. I don't even know if that will actually come out next year. And yeah, I guess I got to see more of it. Um, Rocksteady. I think is that one Rocksteady. Rocksteady is the um, one with the. Uh, it's the Suicide Squad. The other one is um, Monolith. WB Games Monolith. Oh WB. Okay. Yeah, it might be all right, but uh, I haven't seen enough of that. Um. Yeah. Nothing else really. I, uh, if Hellblade come out next year, but I feel like they might need more time. Um, yeah, otherwise, probably just some of smaller titles that I might check out. Uh, but I feel like for me, Elden Ring, since it comes out early, that's the game I'm looking forward to most. And then everything else, we'll actually see if it's ready to come out next year because a lot of this stuff might might not even show up. Yeah. I I still don't understand Ubisoft's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora uh freaking game. I was like, why are y'all putting this out and why is this a big deal? It makes me seem like y'all are stuck somewhere in the past and do not know your audience very well anymore. I don't want to watch Man, you know they got Avatar. seven movies coming out? Never. They're never coming out. Um <laughs> Those that's a lie, and that's a, <laughs> that's a that's some pandering right there. Man, they got four of them on the shelf. They just gotta uh, mix them and master them. Stop the cap, man! Stop the cap. The games ain't coming out because he want technology to be. Um, you can't you can't even tell the difference. He he wanted so good that it's like it never gets to the point where he wanted. So I don't think the games, I don't think the movies will ever come out, and it's fine because I'm over it. It's been long enough, and 
and you saw what they did to Matrix, so keep it. <laughs> Just keep it. I don't want you ruining my franchises no more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how many games in a year have to be ten out of tens for it to be considered, or not ten out of tens? How many games have to be revolutionary or do so many things well for that that year to be considered top tier year? I I feel like it should be like I don't think the game wars are like the end all to be all like for ranking games, but I feel like when you get to the end of the year and they're doing like get their game of the year category, there should be at least like three games in that category that are actual competition. You know, like if you look at this year, the games that are in there were okay. There was like nothing in there that was like, I thought like this has to be the game of the year or, you know, I'm going to be mad at this lose. But if you look at, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like, I don't, I forget when Persona 5 came out, but like, for example, Persona 5. And if that came out the same year as, Breath of the Wild and Horizon, like if those games all came out the same year, then you're going to be like, okay, one of these games has to win, but it's hard to choose because they're all really, really good. Mm. And next year, you know, maybe Elden Ring's in there, maybe God of War, but I feel like looking at the the list right now, I don't see five or six games that are like going to fill up that category yet. And, you know, obviously you got to wait and see. It, it could be a couple of surprises uh, next year. But at least that's how I, I feel. It, really, it might only actually have to be one game because I feel like when what uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild came out and Odyssey came out the same year, but I'm pretty sure everybody knew Zelda was the game of the year, <laughs> like the whole year. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's because it, it was just so different. So, I mean, I get that, though. That's That makes sense. Zelda was, like, uh, really good. And um, there's, like, that one game that you know going to win. It's, it, it's, like, unanimous. And then there's then there's other times where it's, like, you don't know. But, um, I mean, there's plenty of games here that could potentially be um, good games, you know. They could be really strong and uh, very, you know, you know, very, I don't know how you say it, very um, unique and experience type games. I just don't know if that's enough. Sometimes you have to be a triple A game and have a unique experience just to really have that. Oh, this year was a definitive year in gaming where stuff kind of change um like witcher 3 you know like those types of years in game i don't know if there's anything uh, that way in a while i mean once witcher 3 came out it was like it was like a a thing you had to you had to play it or you had to know about it or you had to see about it because a lot of people were copying it <laughs> so it was like that type of impact um, I don't know if I've seen that type of impact recently. I mean, I've seen Breath of the Wild take, you know, stuff from Witcher 3. But, 
I don't know if anybody's been stealing what your uh, Zelda things. I mean, there has been games like Immortals, and there's been that one game um, that are like, you know, Zelda clones, but I don't know. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to think of a game that like really has set the tone for other games and to come to along next. Um, do y'all play, do you play, did you play Stalker or anything like that? Uh, no, uh, I didn't play none of those old, um, PC shooters. Do y'all play horror games at all? I don't. Uh, I don't play the hide and seek horror games. And if it's a survival horror or something like that, I, I feel like it just has to be interesting. Like I'm not interested in zombies. I played Dead Space because like it was a cool, you know, space game. But like, uh, I don't play like zombie games. <laughs> gotcha. No zombie games, but you do play horror, like like psychological. Horror yeah, I mean, I would have played Resident Evil Eight. It's just I'm I'm not into their first person mode. I know people like it, but I prefer the third person uh, Resident Evils. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well. Um, I'm trying to think of like games that I thought of or seen like Saifu seemed like it's going to be unique and if their system can be like because they're seeing some the system looks a little clunky right now I ain't going to hold you I was looking at it and I was like mm, I don't know about this but um, I hope that it's like polished and becomes a little bit better and it, it's more um it, it feels like that's a game is better to play if and then to look at because you feel like okay this could have been a little bit smoother but maybe the combinations and the the way you kind of have to press buttons it feels smooth to you so um as long as they match up the animations to what you're actually doing on the sticks maybe your timing and everything it'll make it look better so um yeah i don't really see no game on here to be honest that's like going to change the way we play games only thing i can think of is starfield um let's just hope starfield has something to speak um i don't really see nothing else that feels like it, it could be redfall but i think arcane does what arcane does and it's kind of like they all have this similar type of style of their games um death loop i ain't gonna i'm not gonna say that it wasn't like a cool concept it was a cool concept I, I just once i realized that they did it before that means that they kind of still take that same type of that that way of uh, how they make games is just kind of utilizing some of the things that they've done in the past which is always fine because they just refine it and make it a better thing but um i just don't think i don't find it to be something that's going to be groundbreaking or something like that um so I don't know. We'll see. All I know is I have a bunch of games that I'm okay with playing, and there's going to be a few games that I'm going to be like, okay, maybe if it go to Game Pass, like Stalker 2, I play it. Atomic Heart doesn't have a, um actual release date, but that's something I've been following heavily. Um, we'll see. We will have to see. Um, but yeah, at least they have some decent ones that they that they show. Everything doesn't look like it's gonna be you know garbage or whatever. 
Uh, what else? What else? What else? I don't really think there was anything else I want to talk about. I know we talked about what we anticipated, what we had in 2021, and then there was, there was something else that I was going to talk about. I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, the only other thing was like TV. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going. To, oh, but that was Hawkeye. We already know what that is, people. If you want to know about Hawkeye, um, I don't know. Go watch some paint dry. No, I'm not gonna say it was terrible because at least up until the fourth episode, I was interested. Yeah. It was cool again introduced to Ronan again. It was cool again um, introduced to Kate Bishop. It was cool seeing him struggle with the family situation. It's just like after that, they kind of dropped every plot line that was important to me and just started talking about stuff I did not care about. So, and they wrapped it up very terribly. But I mean, if you still want to waste your time, at least watch the first four episodes um, and then skip to the end and you'll see what I mean. Or um, you can watch it all the way through. It's not like it's a terrible time. It's just not the greatest time. And the payoff is not worth the time. In my opinion. And it doesn't really do anything to set up the rest of the universe. Nothing. I don't see it. I mean, it could possibly tell, fall back to it. But there's nothing in there that felt like, oh, I need to know this. Outside of introducing Kate. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's... Normally, Marvel is a lot better at... Um every show being at least obviously you gotta have some knowledge of the marvel movies but like it tells a unique story that is uh, good on its own yeah and useful in the future whereas like hawkeye it doesn't really do any of that like you have to know what happened in other movies but it doesn't set up anything interesting other than introducing like like you said a couple characters that might show up on another tv show somewhere and it's yeah, and, and the ending just wasn't um, exciting. <laughs> not at all. What's your favorite? Um, what was your favorite Disney Plus? Um, show? Marvel. Yeah, show. Um, I don't, I don't know actually because I liked um most of the ones earlier. Like I liked Wandavision a lot. I liked Loki. I liked Winter Soldier. Um, and I liked What If. Uh. So I feel like all of those are at least I would definitely recommend them to everybody if you're interested. Whereas Hawkeye, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't probably recommend it at all. Um, what else came out this? It wasn't no Mandalorian this year or anything, right? No, like TV wise, um, like on Disney, no. Uh, yeah. It was that was last year in 2020, I believe. Yeah, Boba Fett is. I think it was supposed to come out soon. Um, so, it, I mean, really... Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite one, and I can, I, I guess I could just pick, um, it was Winter Soldier one, uh, just because of... Uh, it was just cool to see, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. 
I felt like it was a, a more of a grounded, more realistic story, but it also had meaning of the future and it had a lot of implica- implication on where it was going to go in the future for Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Hawkeye did the same thing, but Hawkeye just didn't have any impactful well, stance. Winter or... Soldier was like dealing with all of their problems, but also like, you know, what if it's the black Captain America, the first one, or, you know, uh, evil Captain America? And it was more going on related to that, where it's like, mm-hmm. all they did was in Hawkeye, this is the new Hawkeye, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and, and didn't make him... She didn't have no real struggles. She didn't have to yeah. deal with, you know, racism like um, Sam did. Ronan killed a bunch of people, but he didn't even, like, have to deal with that, really. He said sorry to one person. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, like I said, you guys can still watch it. Um, I don't think we spoiled anything. It's, uh, I mean, yeah. I don't think we spoiled nothing, but you can still watch it. Enjoy, uh, enjoy it, and, um... Let us know what y'all think as well, because really it was pretty um, lackluster for me. Um, obviously everybody went to go see. I don't think Jalen went. Jalen, did you go see Spider Man? Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. Uh, nice no Nah, Spider Man. I'm just playing. Uh, Spider-Man go crazy. That's all I say. I ain't going to spoil it for nobody. Spider-Man go crazy, though. Um, but I ain't got no really other... other outside of Demon Slayer, uh, they, they old stupid give you one episode a week. I really don't like that. Um, Netflix have spoiled me. And at some point, I'm going to just stop watching until they all drop. So, but... Uh, you know, Demon Slayer. So you still, back. y'all still binge watching what six episodes a day when of stuff what? come out? Anything like when they do they Netflix drop six episodes? You know, you talking about we watched the whole thing. I watched y'all watch the whole thing as soon as it dropped. I've watched so many shows the whole thing we through. Man, yes. true story when oh, true story dropped with Netflix on um, with Kevin Hart. Watched every episode. It was like eight episodes, all hour. Gave it eight hours of my <laughs> life. When when Squid Man. Games came out, it was like eighteen hours. I gave all that time to Squid Games immediately. I didn't stop. Uh, when Witcher came out, I watched that through for the entire day. That was all I did. So I do that all the time. Like it is like something I'm capable of doing, and uh, I don't know. After I finish it. Um, I'm fine. I feel like I could have did other stuff, but at the same time, I'll be like, um, I'm not the, I'm not someone I'm willing to wait. <laughs> so I just be like, this has, <laughs> this has really, uh, you know, f- fed that and have made me the, to the, to the, I need to watch it. I need to know what happened next now type of person I am. Like only time I don't finish something is because I'm not interested you can tell mm-hmm. something's not going to be interesting or not like good, like the fourth episode in. If the fourth episode is dry, then a mother, 
then you just really ain't no ain't no point of finishing it. I'd be like, bro, this is mad dry. And it's sitting there and it's dragging out. Y'all not doing nothing. I'm not talking about nothing. What is the point of this show? So, um, uh, so nah, it, I, I truly binge watch everything. I, I watch everything that I ever watch on Netflix now is all binge, binged. Um, HBO has been nice to get enough to give us three episodes a week on certain things, but they still ain't let me uh, binge. I was huge on Gossip Girl, so I watched all of the new Gossip Girl, and it was trash. I might say trash, but it was not great. Um, the original Gossip Girl was much better. Um, yeah. It was okay. It was okay. I just don't like new TV now, man. It, it, everything has to be so inclusive i guess it's just so like <laughs> like i'm not saying it's not a good thing i'm just saying it feels forced and sometimes it feels it as if it's not genuine or if it's not but at the same time how can i say that something's not genuine or nothing something's not the norm because because my norm is not what they what what is perceived on the screen, I can't say that. So it's like, I, what all I can say is when I look at something and uh, from an objective stance, I can say this added nothing to the story. This added nothing to this character. This added nothing to this, and maybe that's all it's meant to be. It's not to be. It's just to be. It's just to be there, but it doesn't add anything to you to the story. I like my characters to have something there and then have it a reason behind said that thing. But sometimes you can have characters that just are defined in these ways and it goes absolutely nowhere. That's okay. But it really grinds my gears when it happens because I feel like either the writer was lazy or it just doesn't, doesn't make really much sense. And, um, but you have to think of it on the flip side, right? You got to think of it as, okay, if they didn't add this in, and like, I guess not flip side like that. Why should it matter? I mean, and that's what it kind of is. It's not. I'm not talking about just somebody being like gay or somebody being abused or somebody. I'm talking about the whole plethora of freeze of tropes of a character, and then there's things that they put in that sometimes to create uh, inclusive situations right where everybody's everyone has a speaking role or everyone has like some some type of important situation to occur but it literally does nothing for the story um and it just felt like it was sat there to happen it needed to happen to show that this is this is something that can happen or this is something that can occur or um I don't know. I feel like I'm talking the same thing over and over. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes when I watch newer shows, it has these things there that make me, turns me off of the show because it feels as if it's um, either the character being very stupid, the situation being blown out of proportion, or, um, but it's trying to express people's realities that I don't see every day. But those realities seem like so far-fetched sometimes that I feel like it's forced. 
when it could be normal normal realities for people. Does that make sense? Yeah, a lot of times it can be. Go ahead, Jalen. No, I was just about to say, like, um, I don't watch a lot of TV and stuff like that. I feel like some things are a little forced. Like, they might show some scenes or something like that that really doesn't have anything to do with the story, and it's like a side character or something like that. And um, and I I, I have tried to... Uh, Y'all know I always try to, like, empathize and see things from different perspectives and things like that. But, like, um, it's like these are things that go on, things that we might not see because it's not, like, our reality, per se, because it happens behind closed doors and stuff or whatever. But, I mean, I guess it's cool if we bring awareness, but sometimes I feel like they it's either forced in there at an inconvenient time or um, it's forced in there and it goes on too long and you're like, well, this didn't add anything. I mean, now you're wasting my time or whatever. Uh, granted, it's their form of art and stuff and how they want to express their show, but um, I don't sometimes know. I just always felt like... Own way sometimes I'd be like, this could have been great here, but y'all took it here and it doesn't really work. But but I could see why this would want to be portrayed and versus, you know, something that's natural. It's like, this makes sense for this character versus... I could see why I can justify the the reason for portraying it this way. That's not good writing to me. It makes me feel like I am being I'm being fed something, but then again, that's where I have to fall back and say what is my perception of it and why do I feel like this is being I have to justify this being here versus just it let it just be. You know, that's where it kind of falls into that old thing. But sometimes I, I have, yeah, I feel like we got a valid point. Like, this is stupid. This doesn't need to be here. And, but sometimes you just, sometimes you just shut up. And that's why I be like, <laughs> that's why I be like, you know, I don't really like to talk about it. But it's like, I don't really like to talk about my, not taste, but, uh, I, I don't like to talk about perception because perception is not, it's fleeting. It's perception is like, it's for you and you alone. It's not for everybody. Your perception of, of a, of a character or your, how you perceive something is for you and you alone. It's not for the world. I think a lot of people have, have these, these, these floating perceptions out there that turn into these opinions that turn into fact when it's all wrong, because this is how you perceive something, you don't know if this is how they wanted you to perceive it. This is how you perceived it, then it turns to an opinion, then it turns into a fact, or for you. And then it, then it, I think it, people just run with it. But really, and when you look at it, you can just look at it as objectively. And that's where you kind of say, objectively, did this cause this to occur? Did this help move the plot forward? And then I'm so busy uh, playing the objective role that I'm not really feeling what that character is going through. I'm, I'm more as objection. It was like it's like a, the what was the what was the objective of this occurring? And now I pull myself out of the out of the scene, out of the the character, out of the out of that world to uh, to 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 calculate the objective of why this is here. And that causes the show 
a disconnect from me to the show. Not saying that it makes the show bad. It make it disconnects me from the show. Hmm. I don't know if that if I explain that well, but that's the only way I can think of it. I can think of it that way because it's objective. If you're looking at if you're looking at something objectively, you're not ju- you're not judging it. You're just trying to figure out how it could piece together. If you're looking at it with a, how you perceive it, and then it's different. I, and that's where I that's where you kind of leave it for me. I leave it at as an as an objective viewpoint versus an actual perception of what they wanted us what they wanted to do with it. Uh, I'll say that I don't at least thinking of uh, different shows. Like I don't see any situation or perspective that I couldn't uh, enjoy in the story unless it's not done well. So you know. For example, you have Batman or Superman and everybody has their own idea of Batman and Superman in their head. And then throughout the story, they introduce something and it doesn't feel like it fits either the characters or the world or the story. And that's likely because it wasn't actually developed well enough to feel natural. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that could always be an issue. But I, th- I think that as long as that the writers have the time and plan to do it, then it will come out well. But I feel like with a lot of TV shows, they don't have, for whatever reason, they don't have the time or they don't have the right people to write the story in to be good. And it just feels forced or um, I would say like, just going for brownie points sometimes. It, it's not every show, but for example, like Yuri watches, my wife watches all sorts of dramas that comes on Netflix and she likes them all. And she she tried to watch the new Sex in the City and I'd never seen her like actually turn off a TV show before because she hated it. <laughs> but she did because it's like, you know, these are older white women in New York, they're rich. And she doing and a like podcast one. with some stupid man. That drunk had me <laughs> so annoyed. I was like, "What is this?" Is yeah, this and then really... she she turned it off when like the white lady was. She showed up to the school and the black teacher couldn't get in because she didn't have her ID. She was she was trying to help her. Like, why are you treating her like this? And blah blah blah. And you can tell these people really just wrote in this show. This white lady is going to defend the black lady. From being discriminated against to going into the school, and it felt like so fake and forced, and she turned it off, and it was like Karina cut it off so fast. I was like, "Thank you, please." And then she (laughs) she she got mad because they killed Mister Big. She was like, "I'm not doing this with this stupid show." So she she quit uh, on the first episode. But I I mean that 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 really had like a lot to lot in just the first episode and i was like sex in the city was about these white women living these obscene lives and just chilling in the city and it still works because obviously you can do that and you don't have to you don't have to put too much thought into it because that was the reason why it was good in the first place nobody had a problem how you how you looked at it in that in that from that lens because it's a tv show and you don't necessarily need to have this viewpoint of 
of, of portraying every include of inclusiveness because what is meant to show is these white like like, like I would never expect yeah it's privileged white women in New York and yeah. that's what you showed up to see and so you don't have to show these privileged white women being sympathetic for unprivileged you don't, people you don't have to and the whole point of the show is just being rich they're they're oblivious to the world and that's just what this is what they this is this is what this is what they cater to and that's fine because we have shows that cater exactly to us that don't that don't bring in like insecure would never be a caught dead catering to white people it's catering to the audience that they feel like it was connected to and what this character wanted to bring to the show so if it was to come back and now you got all of these like objectives to, to it's like you have these goal posts that you want to cut off you know check off as you're going through it is it now is it is it is it even insecure anymore if she's if she's doing things that don't seem like an insecure person or it's like you know it's like literally changing the foundation of the show to to become inclusive and that really kind of was like nah gee nah just like gossip girl i was like there's it just it was just it was just things that were occurring in the show that didn't make sense there were things that that were occurring in the show that just didn't help do anything one of my favorite line my favorite plot lines was the dude in the in the thruple i didn't have a problem with the thruple i just had a problem with the how it was it was um I, like like that that portion of it drew the most um interest to me than than everything else because it was like it felt like it was an actual it could happen it was like a reality type of it felt like they had at least written that well but then there's everything else around it i just felt like it didn't make sense um it just didn't it didn't really work um there was there was moments where it was good and there was moments where it was just like you know how you can you can tell that there is something that is occurring that they want to occur versus something that's just there to happen and and it's just like 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 I I truly enjoy shows that don't treat people as if they are they have to have these like like um like like new girl Winston being a police officer and being black, it wasn't something that was brought up constantly. Winston was a police officer, but there were situations that occurred that made it interesting. Obviously, that's a sitcom versus a com like things, but it was like you don't have to fall into a box, but you can still be funny. It's still things that like uh, it's it 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 just feels like that's where that's where shows are going where shows are starting to to cater more towards this inclusiveness where they have to check off a box. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying every, nobody, everybody doesn't deserve to be portrayed on screen. I'm saying there's, there's it's not necessary for one, uh, <laughs> established sitcoms or established uh, uh, shows like Gossip Girl and freaking Sex in the City. You don't need to 
put that in that you create shows that shows people in in these lights you create things like um master of none and you had the whole um lithia uh storyline you you create shows that actually show them in a good light that actually show them the way they truly are um you you create shows um you, you just create better freaking shows bro it's like I've watched plenty of things on uh, Netflix that 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 don't have to deal with uh, white people that don't deal with black people that deal with like Indian people that deal with Asian people that deal with well Asian same thing but you know what I mean it's kind of like um it it deals with a different bunch of different cultures and they deal them in a way in a in a good way it, I, I just don't feel like there's you have to feel that slot of prime time, I guess, if they consider it prime time, uh, with that as well. I just feel like you kind of, kind of make you mess up the show. So I'm gonna leave it there because I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect anyone, but I just feel like that's what I'm seeing a lot of, and that's why I watch a lot of fantasy now because it's just like you don't have to deal with it in fantasy. Um, they don't usually have to, you know, deal with. If they deal with anything, they're dealing with slaves. And they're dealing with slaves in a way where it's not just black people. It's pretty much anybody could be a slave. Or it's dealing with something that where, where it's like these universal issues versus dealing with our reality issues in their, in their, in their try hard and, you know, convince me the world needs to get healed type of way <laughs> like bro i need i know this i know it needs to heal bro i just don't need you to tell me this in my comedy shows like i'm here for one thing one thing only i want to watch this to enjoy it for the characters that bring and and what they go through and some of the things that they get into and the, and the mess they make and and whatever but don't try to force to feed me down your political views, your your um, all of all of the 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 tropes and the characters that you feel like necessary to be shown now, because I get it, I I truly do, um, but sometimes I just groan when I see something that talk about. I started literally, I was growing, I was like, oh my god, are you serious? When they were talking about, um, it was something. They went to a a rally or whatever, and. And they were talking about in Gospel Girl. I think it was a rally about uh, uh, it was like you know, a house was being. I think it was being what's named, and then there was. Anyways, I forget. I forget the plot line, but basically, <laughs> I just start. It, it's starting to feel like every time I hear a plot line that comes into play for even Black Lives Matter or something like that, I feel like. It's just so forced and it's not, it's not helping. All it does is make me feel like everything I watch is, is it politically charged and it's not cool. I just, I just don't like it. So, yeah, I, I think that if you look, if we compare enough TV shows over time, I feel like everything has always been that, but maybe it was done better in the past or it was or it's done it's done more i say blatantly now um it's more feel like purposeful with... it's this feels like it's slight it feels like a slight to you versus purposeful it don't feel the same but well 
I would say like the like I didn't I didn't like the show. It's like the type of show that I like because uh, it's I guess ain't that teens, but the, uh, All American Yuri was watching that, and I know that the whole point of the show is about well a lot of things, but teenagers dealing with teenage things. So they're, they're doing drugs, they're dealing with police, and how people view uh, black people or interracial couples and stuff like that, and. Even though I don't like that type of show, I feel like they did an okay job on most of those topics only because it seems like that's the whole point of the show. Like you can tell like this is what the what they want to do. It doesn't seem like a forced and single plot line that they came up with. Like, oh, we're we going to talk about the conservative rally and being friends with the uh, conservative supporter. And that's a single plotline this feels forced and undeveloped and it's like okay why what's the point is it it's not really interesting and but y'all did it anyways um yeah whereas you know if you want to have an entire show about that and it it seems realistic and the writing is good and the characters seem like they interact well i'm sure you could write a good story about anything but mm. no I, I i i think there's good shows out there and I think there's great shows out there. And I think there's amazing shows out there. I just know what I see as a trend. And when I see a trend like that, I just, I just, I get skeptical, 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 skeptical. What the, can I say the word right? I am a, I get skeptical on whether or not they actually mean what they're saying versus like check off a box. Because it's not done well. It's not a real true plot. It's not a real... Because it, it's like it's like one episode and done kind of deal. Whereas yeah. sometimes when you're seeing these things and you... Sometimes it's lingering effects. Like this one lady. It was very quick. Like I, I, I truly love Sex Education. That's like one of my favorite shows on Netflix. But it deals with not just... It deals with so many heavy topics and they do it well that you don't feel like you're it's being forced. It's being it feels like you're just watching the show and going through these characters lives. It doesn't feel like um, there's um, like this this weird I don't know this weird hovering of. The writer saying, "Okay, this has to happen, so make it happen." It feels like these have it's, it's like an evolution, and they don't just let it. They let it build up. They don't. They don't just throw you in for one episode and throw you out. It's kind of like this stuff happens over time. You see the development in the character. You see that they actually care about the each and every last one of these characters, and they're going to grow and they're going to show things and make them grow even more. So, um, love that show. One of my favorite shows, period. But um, it's it's things that's done well like that, and then there's other shows, and it's just like mm, no, <laughs> you could have did this better, but uh, or you could have you know provided a better um, plot line for this character. You didn't have to just put him here and say or put her here and 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 and. And give him this trope or give him this characteristic and then not do anything with it. Um, some people just being dumb to be dumb. Some people being um, 
um, abusive just to be abusive. It's not really something that's really helping. Um, some people just, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty out there. You, you, all you got to do is look at the new shows and you'd be like, what is this garbage? But um, it's still out there. It's still available. You just go check it out. I ain't naming no names outside of Gossip Girl and Sex and the City. Anything else, you're just going to look. Um, but there's great shows out there and there's bad shows. Uh, but it's pretty much at time. We had a lot of time. Is there anything, any lasting things that you guys want to say before we get up out of here? Um, because we got time. <laughs> And what's your favorite show, Jalen? Now that now that Insecure is done, what you gonna watch? SpongeBob. <laughs> Shoot. Honestly, I don't even know, man. Nah, I mean, I did you like the ending? This did you like the ending? This Insecure. I mean, that's straight. I mean, they they have a whole lot of stuff that really good, Baba. So, um, I mean, it's cool. It could have been a little bit better, but it's fine the way it is. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Karina, Karina did not like it, but she oh, said uh, she said they wasted too much time on um the the other guy. Said he was um stop playing with us and pretending like they're not gonna get together. Y'all wasted all this time and now we gotta jump forward and oh spoiler, but they now you gotta jump forward and, and y'all together now we don't get to see much of it. Y'all trash. So she was mad about that. Yeah, waste a lot of time. I agree with that. Um, but a lot of time, it is. Lots and lots of time. But find some time. Find some time. Okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, uh, we will talk to you guys in the next episode. You can always find this on the. Buzzsprout, uh, where, where all podcasts are available, actually. Not just Buzzsprout, but all podcasts are available, as well as my YouTube channel, BCD Universe. Thank you for listening. If you got to this part, you're the true OG. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace.